0: I I love when people repost my pictures. Yeah. And I always say thank you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they don't water. they don't change my they don't watermark the picture the with picture. their logo and their name on it.
1: I don't know the reasoning behind. There must be some reasoning behind Marketing,
0: it. Marketing, but do the fucking legwork and take your own pictures if you're going if you want that. If you want your logo to be spread, then do the fucking work and take your own pictures, right? Right? This is from the ground up the story of me starting my reptile business.
1: What are you talking about today? Well, no first one's watching
0: <laughs> first, we should um probably get to our sponsors. right
1: I'm over this. But say okay. thank
0: you to our sponsors.
1: Thank you to repti hats <laughs> stupid shit. What else?
0: Thank you to fidget spinners for being the number one reptile <laughs> enrichment tool <laughs> since last week. Did so another thank you to fidget something? spinners. What? Is there a video? There's, uh, there's everyone put something um, on something. Like some
1: gecko or some someone. I don't know.
0: Everyone. If you have a snake, you got to put a fidget spinner on them. It's for anxiety. Um, snakes with autism. Alligators with autism as oh well. Gosh. Um, You know, all your reptile needs. Okay. Every,
1: thank you, fidget spinners
0: because <laughs> they need advertisement right now because they're struggling you they're know? doing so bad yeah they were on the up and up but they you know they'll decline in a day oh my gosh okay
1: real stuff what are we talking about today
0: we are going to be talking about a bunch of different things but there was something that i was like i'm getting a little bit more salty about the oh instagram Lord. thing just a little bit more salty about what, it
1: what do you mean about the instagram thing
0: all right so you take your pictures right Yes. And then people repost them and that's awesome. And I really like that. But th- don't put your your watermark on it, right? Mm, you can't watermark is a sign of ownership, correct?
1: But in the caption if they give you credit, does that make it okay for them to put their watermark but on the, your picture?
0: Yeah, but the only reason why you would have a watermark on a picture is because if it gets shared elsewhere, then you still get credit for your picture correct
1: is what if it got shared again what do you think that person would still give the original person credit probably not
0: um yeah it would lose its grandeur through you know if i put if i did that one meme and i put my watermark which would be stupid because it's a meme and Mm -hmm. like a meme's a meme it's funny like i don't care who takes it you know it's not i didn't take the salt bay picture right right but and then, you know, I saw multiple people saying that they made it, but who cares? I don't really care about that, but it's a picture of my animal. Mm-hmm. And then you're putting your logo on it that someone's going to repost that. And then that all of a sudden seems like it's your, your animal. picture. Yeah. Not- your an- your picture of your animal. It's not it's not that bad. But also what, uh, why I'm a little bit saltier than I was in the beginning is because I tried to interact with the person. Mm-hmm. I, you like, left a you. comment mm-hmm. and kind of, like, opened a conversation and they didn't even get back. Right. They didn't respond and to And first, you. like, it was nice because I saw that they had a bunch of followers, a lot more than me, obviously.
1: So it was nice that you got these. But, but I don't think I it?
0: did really because I think that most of their followers are fake because there's no way that you're putting out pictures. You're getting 400 likes and you're getting zero comments.
1: I went through all the people that liked it and they were all real.
0: I don't know how that works, how the like buying Engagement. fake people works, but there's no way that that was a real person or that there was, because on my pictures, even on my pictures, 10%, 10% of the people who follow you like, and then like 10% of those may comment. So I get like a few comments mm-hmm. every picture.
1: But that person was getting like 400 likes. But that person likes.
0: was getting like, in, you know, five times the likes that I get mm-hmm. with no comments. With no comments. I, don't, I know. don't know how it happens but I clearly smell fish. his But I mean if you're going to do that But I mean alright. if you're going
1: to cut me off. I know you're <laughs> salty about it and you're getting heated about it, but at the same time, he has lots of followers so he might have exposed you to new people, fake or not. You he put your name in the caption and he said thank you for the picture. I don't and know. And then
0: put his watermark I on it. I don't know
1: why he chose to put his watermark on it. I don't I don't
0: know, but I I love when people repost my pictures. Yeah, and I always say thank you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they don't wa- they don't change my they don't watermark the picture the with picture. their logo and their name on it.
1: I don't know the reasoning behind. There must be some reasoning behind marketing.
0: It. But do the fucking legwork and take your own pictures if you're going if you want that. If you want your logo to be spread, then do the fucking work and take your own pictures, right?
1: Right, but I, don't I, like I guess <laughs> he gave you. I'm,
0: all I'm saying is he was trying to market, but it's like I'm doing his hard work, right? And he's not engaging on social media, also, Mm-hmm. Well, which is like care if about you're, go- I know, but then do your own, then do the work or don't have it. I mean, that's so it, man.
1: Him putting the caption your name in the caption didn't d- didn't make it any better for you, like it didn't.
0: No, no, th- that's fine. It's the but it does changing it, my. But picture. that's what I'm saying. Putting yeah. the.
1: The caption doesn't offset using the watermark for you at right. all. Okay.
0: <laughs> or use the repost app where it's much more clearly my that picture. That it's your picture. Right. right.
1: Instead of he clearly had to like screenshot your picture, cut it, put it, you know, and then and his. then look
0: at my comment or and then have me comment and not answer
1: right and he used your same caption which I
0: and like uh, i don't know i'm all for good marketing and stuff like that but at least uh, good marketing is also getting back to the people that follow you on social media and that are trying to interact with you you know i i try to comment back to everyone mm-hmm. that comments on my stuff so at least comment on the picture that you stole from me
1: <laughs> is it stealing
0: when you put your own watermark on it. Is it stealing
1: when you give credit?
0: Yes and no, but there's no reason to put your own watermark on it. I don't know. Okay. That's it. I mean, if you're a photographer, and I think he was targeting um, people with followings that are around, like, because I looked at every picture. Every person has somewhere between, like, 1,200 and 1,700 You likes. did a lot of stalking. <laughs> yes, but I wanted, because for, like, market research, see what he's trying to do. Uh-huh. So, I believe what was happening that um thank you sorry, austin sorry
1: austin said i <laughs> think I, I you're think, right i think he's targeting
0: i'm <laughs> gonna yeah, read okay, austin's yeah. comment austin but... said i think you are rightfully upset i would be pissed yes because what he's doing is targeting people who aren't big enough to stand up and not want the watermark removed yeah for people who say that exposure is worth me losing the right to my picture Mm-hmm. So somewhere between that, that exposure is worth that. But but his we're fucking not followers are fake. <laughs> we're, we're not. His followers I, don't are they're fake. They're I don't think they're fake. They're dude. fake. I don't. Like, every, okay,
1: I went through like two hundred likes. They were all real people. All of yeah, them. Yeah,
0: fucking people but in India. Dude. I don't know
1: why no one comments. Maybe because they know it's not his. Because think about it. A lot of the comments. Then what is it worth? Can I finish? Okay. A lot of the comments on your pictures are like, nice snake man, yada, yada, yada. People right. can't say nice snake man because his aren't his snakes half the time. So maybe yeah, but that's you'll why see people are A aren't lot commenting. of the big
0: Instagram people repost other people's things, but, and people comment with, comment. Still, yeah. okay. Yeah. They'll, they'll start a conversation because people want to start a comment. That's social media mm-hmm. in general. People want to start a comment or a conversation all the time.
1: I don't know why no one comments on his page. But I mean literally it's it seems about fuck. half half of his pictures are not his own.
0: No, all and of I them hundred percent of oh, them. Oh, all none
1: of them are his own? Yeah.
0: Well that's fucked up. Besides, besides the designs for his t shirts and shit. So what I'm saying is he is he's using all of his marketing, his jabs, which are going to be like marketing terms. So like your jabs are going to be like providing content, providing you know, good information. He's taking that all from other people. And then his right hook is saying, here's my fucking shirt. Can you buy it from me? But he didn't provide the jabs. We did. We did all the work. Uh huh. And, he and then he's selling it. his fucking shirts off of it. Now I'm getting saltier via, I don't you're know. You're getting because more Austin, and more angry. Because Austin, Austin
1: justified you and you're getting more angry. I don't know. Maybe I'm not as... invested as you uh, i I don't
0: care like i don't think about that all day but all i'm saying is that if that i don't think that that's exactly the best practice to do
1: but you don't want to reach out to him and ask him to remove the water i mean it's already up there yeah
0: and plus like i already tried to reach out to him and he doesn't say anything but you could i did something really fucking specific to him to where he would have to comment back to me
1: but you could still respond or you can message him and say like hey dude thanks for you know sharing my picture but in the future can you not put your watermark on it
0: no yeah absolutely i would definitely and also it. it's someone who like had a reptile business and sold it and then i just feel like it's someone who's dipping their toe in the industry when he's out just of it. to sell well no but just to like sell like constantly like i think he thought that this would be a good niche for him mm-hmm and I don't think it's 100% kosher.
1: It's just not giving credit where credit's due all the way.
0: Yeah. At least. And I mean, he could definitely use it to like uplift some, but I don't think they're real fucking followers, man.
1: That's your I don't own know whatever that they're, like, okay <laughs> In the future if you're going to take someone's snake picture Do not put your do, watermark on it Do not put it.
0: your own watermark on it Just like a wedding photographer You that ever see they annoying. have their fucking watermark on and it everyone I don't it. go copy and paste off someone else's website Put their my fucking watermark on it And say mm-hmm. it's mine Here come get pictures He's not
1: saying it's his But in the, if it ever gets but shared again But if it again, ever goes
0: anywhere else but or p- if someone doesn't click more on the fucking Instagram, right?
1: Because when you sent it to me, I thought dot stole dot it. dot. It says you have to click more. Motherfucker, got to click
0: more to in order to,
1: to see the credit. for get you. Getting saltier as okay. we go on. Well, maybe we should change the subject since you are getting so angry about this.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just hard because when you, I take pictures every fucking day, right, of mm-hmm. snakes. So it's like I go out of my way to take pictures,
1: right? And so you want that full credit to you. Yeah. Maybe picture. he
0: should take pictures every day of animals that he doesn't have because he doesn't have any. He doesn't
1: have. How do you sell T-shirts when you don't have any? Because animals?
0: you like to find a niche and then monetize off of it over and over again without actually being as invested as so many of us are because you think you're a genius marketer so you can sell anything. But you don't find out that, you know, we're dedicating our lives to this. We're not just marketing a product to be sold. Mm -hmm. we're doing this every single day fucking grinding it out not trying to monetize because in the future because for him this is not for him but for other people this is you know a year make your money get out this is a few years for a lot of us it's our whole lives we've invested into breeding reptiles Mm -hmm. into building up our projects stuff like that so it's like
1: but didn't you say he used to be in the industry, so shouldn't he know? Yeah, that? he
0: sold within like a few years, though. Oh, okay. So what you did was make your money and ball, throw money in ball pythons, make your money in ball pythons, sell, and then start do other some stuff. Weird move on, stuff. yeah, because you didn't have the day-to-day grind of taking care of the animals. You didn't want to do that. Got it. Because you can't just make a short-term fucking. You can't make your short-term money off of reptiles. I mean, If you're going to make a real business, Mm -hmm. you know, it takes years and years and years and hard work and every day and you're going to get discouraged along the way. So if you're not 100 percent into it, then you're done, though, within a couple of years because there's so much work.
1: Right. But he maybe still interested a little bit. And so he's like, "Okay, I'll just repost other people's pictures for the rest of my life.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, uh, that seems easy. I find a nice picture that, you know, is one of the top posts and one of the tags. And I say, oh, that's a really nice picture that someone worked, you know, probably, you know, an hour a day on every single day for a year on their Instagram. And we're going to take that picture and repost it on our page, write their own caption dot 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 it until you can't see that credit was due and then put our watermark on it. And then it's mine. And then I get more followers and then everyone loves me. And then that's it. (laughs) Okay.
1: I think we've have we exhausted that yes what's the exp- <laughs> like beaten a dead
0: or whatever the expression is yeah. i think we've we got a new snake today
1: oh great transition beam. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was awesome
0: <laughs> but uh yeah apparently fedex was having some delays and oh some yeah i saw that was, on, was there so, weather stuff um no, th- it, it seemed like it was a, hack, no, like a hat and then they also mentioned weather in the end like oh I don't okay know. maybe damn russians Yeah, it was a Russian hack. Um, (laughs) Well, Trump actually told them the (laughs) password to uh, the FedEx database. (laughs) So the Russians got into it and decided to fuck up all the live animal shipments to really stick it to us. So that's what's going on there. It's rough, but I think we'll recover because my snake came on time.
1: When did your snake get
0: shipped? Um, It got shipped yesterday. From where? From Alabama.
1: Oh, well, that's just two states over. Yeah, it wasn't a long distance travel.
0: Yeah, I mean just just like the last time, the uh, FedEx guy comes pretty much right before the cutoff for when it's supposed to come.
1: Did he knock on the door and this he, time? He
0: basically he yeah because first of all, let's let's go into this. Shit. Okay,
1: you're gonna get salty about something else. Let no, me, no, let no. Me get ready. This
0: is um this one. All yeah. right, I paid thirty five dollars for this snake.
1: Okay, Barely let's anything.
0: let's put some background on why I paid thirty five dollars. Thirty five dollars because. It was an animal that was feeding, you know, on a specialized prey item, which was boiled pinkies. Which I didn't know. People I didn't know that I didn't know that that was a transitional thing. But um, so I said, hey, if I it fits into my projects that I have now, mm-hmm. if I just put in the time to uh, make it eat regular pinkies, then this will work out for me, and I'll be able to breed her and everything like that. And it's a really good deal for thirty five dollars. Right. And uh, yeah, for an animal that Thank I, you. that I would like anyway. So, so like sweet. So I, I emailed him, sent him the money, everything. He kept in contact with me like the whole time through every like, hey, this is what the weather's going to be. Hey, this is what's going on. We probably emailed like 10 times. For a thirty five dollar snake.
1: Good customer service.
0: Yeah, so I and then today it comes in and it does have like a cold pack. It has proper packaging. It does has it say live on the reptile outside? on the outside. Okay. It says um one corn snake and then the Latin name. Mm-hmm. And then um you know, everything was 100% when you open it up, live reptiles. And then also it says even his branding on the outside. I saw that. He so has it like said his own Walter box? Smith's Captive Creations, which mm-hmm. shout out to Walter Smith's Captive Creations. He does uh, colubrids, mostly corn snakes out of Alabama. And so, yeah, I mean, everything was 100% good. But, you know, the point of this was that he doesn't know who I am. This is my first time buying from him. Okay. So he, I could be, you know, some kid who's never gonna buy from him again, mm-hmm. and he wasn't making any money. He's been raising this snake for months, giving it food,
1: and selling it for thirty five. Selling He's, it for thirty five dollars. More than thirty five dollars. He, he put it.
0: more the packaging and the cold pack. All that probably cost him ten to fifteen dollars alone. Okay. Not to mention producing an animal. Uh, corn snakes come out to about fifteen dollars each to produce. Okay. So it's a $15 snake, you know, any snakes, $15 snake. Plus it's an amelanistic stripe, which would hat for Annery. So
1: you never said what the snake is, by the way.
0: Oh yeah. So I should say it was a, it was an amelanistic stripe. Sunglow, which is just a line a amelanistic, which is just a higher, a higher quality amel corn snake. So it's just bred for that bright orange, bright red. But the fact is he was making zero money on it. He went, like, way out of his way to to be, like, amazing customer service, keep me updated, packaged it perfectly, sent it perfectly, and everything was fine. And it didn't come in, you know, uh, delayed, like FedEx said at Mm -hmm. night. So I just want to say that that, he was making zero money. If not, he lost money, but he still put in the effort. So I think in the future, I'm going to give him a bunch of business Because. because he's not the other guy who sent it in an unmarked box from Georgia, which is illegal. Like, and why does, why do that short term sketchy shit? I'm never going to buy from you again. Why don't you do exactly like, it just if you makes put it, so much mm-hmm. sense to put in that extra mile, even if it doesn't pay off for you this time. You
1: can make a long term customer. You can make a
0: long term customer out of someone. And you don't know who that customer can be. You know, it might be someone who gets one time, but I think you can't expect everything to happen. You mm-hmm. know, like you can't expect everyone to be like, oh my God, this is so amazing. And then he's like, yeah, if you would like, because I told him I appreciated everything. He's like, yeah, if you would like, um, just leave me a review on Facebook. So, like, I'm definitely going to do that. Yeah. Works both ways. So, it was like, yeah. So, like, he provided me a whole bunch of value and a good snake and everything. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. And then, of course, I'm going to give him a review on Facebook. Plus, you know, I talk shit on this podcast. And (laughs) I made a video of it. So, like triple over His he's getting exposure right. so it's like that i think is gonna pay off for him a lot more not just me but maybe other people a lot more in the long term because if you see a lot of my corn snake videos it's hey who do you get your corn snakes from that kind of thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: so um
1: weren't you already planning to get something from him in the future
0: yeah yeah exactly so okay. so yeah i thought that was so thank that you Walter a lesson Smith. lesson in marketing slash business slash fucking being Just a being decent good customer service yeah. well i
1: think that's a factor in snake breeding you know we always talk about like you're either really strong in the breeding or you're really strong on the business side and people can even be really strong on the business side but the whole customer service which is a factor of business kind of falls to the wayside right. sometimes i think in snake breeding and
0: he's someone with a giant collection who is probably very hard to take care of all of his animals this is one of the busiest times of the year also you know just putting everything in place you know that's him taking out a lot of time to just deal with me where he's making no money just right right and
1: so the fact and that he is a big time person still did that is nice yeah and with you have other people who are much smaller and you know don't give you the time of day when you're buying snakes from them
0: right i spent a thousand dollars and all i got on the other one was an illegal transaction that i didn't have any idea in because he right. lied where it was being but this one was 35 exactly so it's like i paid a thousand dollars got none of that mm-hmm. and i basically he paid me to take a snake
1: what made your snake only 35 dollars that you just bought?
0: because like i said it, it just Sorry. had a little that feeding issue for the boiled pinkies what which, would
1: why would a snake- because
0: um typically if it's going to be a pet or something like that or even for breeders you want something that's going to be easy to feed so you can just feed it along with everything else for him it's very hard to be feeding thousands of babies you know when they start hatching out and then to have one specialized where he's gotta boil this right i'm just thinking why what
1: makes that one special like what if they they all came from the same clutch why did that one need special uh, Mm -hmm.
0: there's always picky ones in the group but um andrew Borink. sorry if i messed up your last name but um random thing, I really like your videos and your snakes are amazing. So thank uh, you. I wanted to acknowledge <laughs> that. And I that guess you're tooting <laughs> your own horn right now. Well no, because we read all the comments out. Oh, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, might as well read that <laughs> one. Read that
1: one. Really nice one. Well, thank thank you. you.
0: Because like we put time into this stuff. Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. What do you mean, believe it or not? It takes a long I time to make like YouTube videos. I don't know if people realize.
1: If they're into
0: the YouTube
1: Scene or whatever they would know because i think right. a lot of the big youtube people talk about because yeah i
0: mean the video is so easy but it's the editing that takes time mm-hmm. and then also the conceptualizing everything yeah but.
1: definitely well i hope he likes your new one what is it again sun <laughs> sun, glow sun glow stripe, stripe. het
0: Bannery. so it's going to be i have a snow tessera hat mm-hmm. for stripe Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna put those together eventually, so I can get some snow stripes and snow stripe tesseras, possibly some. Possibly snow stripes. we're talking <laughs> we're talking triple recessive and an inkably dominant. So the odds are against us, but if we do it for like 20 years in a row, I mean we're bound to hit you know, something. Oh
1: yeah, 20 years. Yeah. Remind me b- between the snow tesseras and the sunlight, sunlight slung. I can't talk. Sun glow, sun glow stripe. Blade. What are we? What has the greatest chance of
0: coming out? That's hard to say. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, since I mean single recessives, but Yeah, you don't you just just gotta breed it out. There's too many genes that you're working with. I mean, you're just gonna get what you get.
1: Do you think breeders usually shy away from stuff like this where the chances of what you're gonna get is so varied?
0: Yes and no. At this point in the corn snake market, you can breed just things with a million recessive genes in it, because people are just buying for look. So you may create something new, something that looks cool. Either way, you know the snake, unless it's scaleless or palmetto, it's not going to go. It's not going to go over two hundred dollars. So like,
1: okay, so just get something that yeah, loves. get
0: something cool, and then someone will buy it if it's cool enough. Okay, that's really it. So so you can just breed a whole bunch of things together, hope for stuff and that's and that's all good it's not like ball pythons where you invested the thousand dollars to get that one specific to get that one snake so hopefully you hit that one specific combination Mm -hmm. it's more of uh, more of a fun like let's see what we make toss it up right i mean ball pythons is getting to that because it's just more and more genes are in play more recessives there's more people breeding so there's just you know genes in play but corn snakes have been together have been around for so long that you may have animals that have like a whole bunch of heads that aren't exactly on paper. That so you, you don't can know have about. like
1: six head genes and one snake,
0: as many heads as <laughs> that's crazy. That
1: just means they're just mixing. Like, I, I wonder, I mean, there shit. must be a ceiling for that. So there has know. to be. Uh, and
0: And the thing is, corn snakes are pretty much all recessive, right? So it's like. So it's you don't, you won't, shoot. right? You won't know. Ball pythons are mostly incomplete dominant, so you have a better grasp of, you know, things What's are going to be visuals, mm-hmm. So, but it's for corn snakes, it's a little
1: bit harder. I want there has to be some cap of the amount of het genes
0: there's only so many alleles on your dna right?
1: again biology yeah not no. my favorite but I wish, I wish. isn't there like there's like the le- i don't know in snakes but in us we have like the Double letters helix. like d g r a t yeah. and they can match is that how it's with snakes too like they got letters i don't
0: we're gonna start sounding stupid <laughs> if we go if we go too much
1: <laughs> into the biology well okay. i would think you can't just have unlimited het genes because in you'll explode
0: i don't know <laughs> yeah the snake, will explode the snake will explode at six <laughs> but it, it is always a danger because gene these mutations are mutations most mutations are lethal you know mutations are cancer mutations are you know different diseases stuff like that so luckily these are just visual mutations but along but who knows put these mutations together you might get you something don't know lethal. what they'll you mix. Might... You might get some weird stuff. I know some mutations, especially in ball pythons, feed better than others. Some, mm-hmm. you know, have different corks and, you know, obviously neurological issues and that stuff like come that. Out, yeah, right. so.
1: But it seems like the chance for mixing them for corn snakes is less lethal or le- the danger is
0: lower. I mean, there's there's always that that gene that will have that effect. But, you know, different genes that have that effect. But.
1: But it seems like people are just mixing, so... Yeah, yeah,
0: I mean, especially because a lot of them become outcrossed because you're mixing so many others, That cancel each other out? Right. Okay. But not cancel each other out, because no matter what, it's going to be a broken gene.
1: Okay, so then what do you mean by outcrossed?
0: Meaning, like, to wild-caught animals, so it's not...
1: Oh, okay, so you're not mixing your own at some point. You mix it to something that's out there.
0: Or you're mixing it to an okatee, like palmetto coast exotic says abbot line corns will forever be my favorites and those aren't even gene mutations those are a guy breeding you know Okatee locality okay so if you start out crossing an Okatee to something with gene you know with mutations stuff like that i mean and it's, you'll
1: get okatis with it
0: you're much more you you outcross a lot more than say in ball pythons but
1: that's because you are just not trying to. And it's
0: to get and it's a snake that is from the U.S. Right. So, it's what does that change? Meaning or that a lot of people more often, you know, wild catch snakes. Oh, okay, like it's just that. a lot easier wild for them collect collect to do stuff. it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Interesting. And then
0: every time, usually, you get a new mutation. Your first move is gonna do is gonna be to breed it to a wild caught, or just a normal that you know is one hundred percent. So you normal. can
1: get. Um, get what you want (laughs) well
0: so you know if it's if it's a gene that's passed Mm -hmm. on because there are some mutations that happen but are not inheritable
1: then how did that one get it if it's not inheritable
0: it may be some type of um environmental change so Mm -hmm. so you could definitely maybe in an egg if you have some spikes it usually comes in the series of like or It manifests as physical deformities. So it's usually going to be, you know, a ball by has a shorter lip or something on the bottom or it has kinks. So it didn't develop properly Mm -hmm. or you can even get wacky patterns, stuff like that from. And that's environment from not incubating at a stable temperature or sudden spikes in incubation. But
1: aren't you like messing with trouble no, Doing no, you them, don't uh, want to try to yeah, do that. Those, to are, those are all by accident. <laughs> oh, but I'm okay. saying
0: if, if it's a wild snake and you catch it outside and it has and something of wonky is going on with the pattern and mm-hmm. you breed it in and then nothing comes out and then you breed those back to each other and it's not a recessive, it's nothing. It's just something. Something that happened. Something that uh, happened randomly. Maybe, you know, like people have birthmarks. So if you have a birthmark and you you know create a baby you're not going to pass that exact birthmark around <laughs> create a are baby you? if you create one in a lab in a petri dish <laughs> like most do right
1: you're not going to pass that on right. okay that makes sense um but do they are those more common in like ball pythons versus corn snakes those non inheritable mutations or i don't want
0: to say yes but there's definitely more of a market for looking at those weird things but I've seen a lot more just because I've probably seen a lot more big ball python breeders, their facilities, their incubators, stuff like that. But I see them all the time. Them, um, having snakes with, you know, messed up jaws and kinks and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. they say, Hey, yeah, like my incubator shut off for a day or something like that. Like, it's very attributable to this specific event that what happened, happened? To do us. they still yeah. sell
1: those or do people still buy those or?
0: Usually, um, I mean if it's so bad then obviously no, it doesn't but survive just like a... but but usually you may sell it as a pet I mean if you saw Walter posted he he made a scale list and he was so happy and then it like goes down and you see that it has a kink all on its tail and it's right where the cloaca is so you know it's not going to be What's you know it? their vent where oh, no! Snakes, did not unlike humans, that. they only have one hole.
1: I did not know it's called a where cloaca. Where both things happen, got it, you know. Got what? it. Got it. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: so, so it was kinked all in there. So you can imagine, especially if it's female, it's not going to pass eggs. Mm-hmm. If it's male, um, you know, the bottom of the tail is where it stores the hemipenes. So I can't. So there may be something weird going can't on make with it, the, it the it hemipenes. Yeah. So your best bet it is to just sell it, just it, sell it, sell it as breed. a pet, someone mm-hmm. who's not going to breed. As long as it passes, as long as it eats and goes to the bathroom and does everything fine, then, you know, it can be a good pet for someone.
1: But you would have to greatly reduce the price of that.
0: But luckily it's scaleless, so you can probably so. still get a good amount of money <laughs> for it. Because people still want because Because people are buying scaleless just to have as a pet at this mm-hmm. point, you know? Because they old. look awesome. Yeah, th- they're at a price point where, you know, if you spend maybe six hundred dollars you can get a visual and then maybe a great pet if someone someone spends fucking three thousand dollars on their great dane on their you know doberman whatever the hell you know dogs
1: different world but yes yeah
0: yeah different world but there are some people who will pay you know up to a thousand dollars for a pet mm-hmm. snake and especially so if they're super cool How
1: i mean just totally hypothetical if how much would you reduce the scaleless price by no, when if it has a kink in it
0: no idea. I think you could still probably sell that animal. It was, I would believe, Annery. Um, Maybe it was anary tessera. Like, he hit like a triple It was amazing. On it or something. And then got the kink. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say you may be reducing that to, I think you can probably still sell it for at least $500. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I think still you're, you're <laughs> Still made. expensive just because it's a doing scale. Good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And did he explain what happened to get that kink? No, I mean,
0: it doesn't necessarily have to be. Um, Corn snakes, they can survive those spikes, the eggs and stuff. It's only natural. You know, think about Texas right now. Some snakes may have laid eggs. And today it's about 70 degrees. Yesterday it was about 90 degrees. Mm -hmm. So So think about the eggs. There's some natural variation in there. So um, So they can definitely handle more, but... Just it could have happened from temperature, but then again, the whole clutch wasn't exhibiting it. Right. So it may have just been for whatever reason that baby didn't develop the same as any of the others.
1: Interesting. But Maybe hey, no you specific can still reason, make five hundred dollars on it. You know, not
0: all not all babies come out the same with humans with anything.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Makes sense.
0: Yeah. So you know, defects happen. Yeah. And then it's it's um, it's what's the word? not compounding but you know there's could be you know 15 eggs in a clutch Mm -hmm. you know your chances for getting some physical defects you know get much higher than having one baby
1: right that makes sense yeah so he's still i mean if the other 14 or the rest of the ones in the clutch were still good he still it was a pretty positive (laughs) outcome. yeah
0: i mean and then there's like you have babies that are caught in umbilical you know just like humans Wait, there's umbilical
1: cords with snakes? No. It's not connected. Well,
0: they're they're like egg yolk is is connected through an umbilical which is in like their belly button like above their cloaca. So you can see like when we get hatchlings, I'll show you there's like a little slot to where the umbilical was where the where the yolk was feeding the baby.
1: And it can get wrapped around the snake?
0: Yeah. What? And then of course so snake eggs need to be kept up. Oh, because mm-hmm. there's an air bubble at top and that's where the snake's nose goes and breathes. But so there can be snakes that end up getting caught and drown in the egg, stuff like that. When so, they go to
1: breathe or if it turns over.
0: If it turns over or, you know, gets caught in the umbilicus and isn't able to get back to that air bubble. So there's, there's all types of things that can happen. It's right. nature. Just
1: even... In out of your even though
0: even though we're controlling nature to our best abilities, nature still tends to happen sometimes,
1: right? That sucks, but
0: but it's you got to kind of accept it as a cost of doing business if you're messing with mother nature,
1: right? And you still just keep going and sell it, and someone will find. Sorry, there's a well, bug. Oh, I got it.
0: Wow. Glad you decided to do that during this.
1: Well, then we would have been messing with it the whole time. Sorry. No, okay. you would
0: have been. I wouldn't give a you shit. You just
1: did that when it was in your face,
0: Shut yeah, up. Yeah, but I kept on talking, right? Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you have another topic to talk about? Sort of no, talking. I thought we
0: were talking until. Oh, you so, well,
1: we were just talking about Mother Nature and messing with it right. and so the consequences. Like
0: Eugene Bissett says, who. Who's that? He's like a legend in the, a a lot of people don't know like the biggest legends in the reptile business. So it's like, like Mark Bell, like a lot of people don't know him because he doesn't have social media. He doesn't do any of that stuff, but he's the biggest wholesaler. He has the biggest facility in Florida. Like he just does business to business. So he doesn't do to consumer a lot. He does have Reptomart, which if you Google that, you can find some animals. He does some cool like colubrid stuff. That he still has some old school colubrid stuff, so mm-hmm. he just but, got um, big. But mostly, yeah, he does either Petco or PetSmart or one of those things. Or he only does wholesale level. He also, if you see, um, I think it's Petco or Petco, I don't know. If you see the Arctic Mouse, which is like these individual mouse things, I believe those are out of his facility. There's like pre-wrapped mice mm-hmm. that you can get from Petco or PetSmart, but like is individually it wrapped
1: in the breeding world isn't it considered like not as i don't know what the word is i don't want to say valuable but not as highly regarded if you sell to places like petco and pet smart
0: that's where there's been definitely a shift but there's definitely a place in the market for that kind of stuff so you can
1: still be considered a legend if you only sell to places like that well
0: because you started the market so where do most of the people nowadays starting out with reptiles like I was an anomaly to the fact that my dad knew where to get to go to a reptile show to get. But we also had a local pet shop where we got a bunch of our snakes and stuff like that. So back in the day, there was not as many Petco's and Mm PetSmart's, if any. So you would go to a local shop where there would be, you know, your reptile weirdo, your, you know, different things you can learn. It was a much better experience, honestly, because these people kept the snakes personally. And they were knowledgeable. Yeah. Unfortunately, now we've big boxed boxed up that experience Mm -hmm. and served it to everyone in the same bland, unknowledgeable package.
1: Right. Because you don't have to know about snakes to work at (laughs) PECO.
0: No, you don't have to know about anything. You know, I fucking... In high school, I applied to a PETCO and Eric <laughs> worked there. Did you not there. get the job? Eric worked there and I didn't get it. <laughs> at least I never got called. I'm like the only one who kept animals out of all the people that worked at PETCO and I didn't get the call <laughs> because that's not what matters.
1: Oh, that's funny.
0: But <laughs> that's hilarious. But, you know, that's a good way. It gives more exposure to uh, reptiles. So there's always corn snakes, there's always ball pythons there. So, it allows, you know, kids to see reptiles and say, hey, I want that. And then their parents go into it. And then they, if they're like, oh, I really like these ball python things, they Google it. They YouTube it. Mm-hmm. And then they find the breeders out there that are having it, you know, so that are breeding them. Mark and then, Bell
1: made that connection between, you know, before uh, Petco and that was big. He was like, he was giving them to them when Petco was getting I mean, bigger. Uh, we're,
0: we're talking about like he's been doing it. Probably since the '60s or '70s. Oh shit, so long. So he started obviously on the hobby level, Mm -hmm. and then worked up to get the farm and to supply, you know, big big box stores and that stuff. But yeah, he didn't necessarily start. The thing is, he is like a reptile breeder for real.
1: Mm -hmm. Even just build up over time, you know,
0: who wholesales.
1: But I think if someone went straight to that today, well, you really can't because
0: there's just you would have to sink in so much money initially.
1: To get to that level.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's.
1: It's not worth it.
0: Not Go that ahead. it's not worth it. It's that, you know, he spent decades building that. To get to the point where you could wholesale like that to businesses. Yeah. Okay. Although so. I i was trying to get the, we didn't get to actually the Eugene Fissette thing, right? Sorry. He says that not, not all the tomatoes make it to the salad bar. So it's like, you know, you're going to have things that die <laughs> yeah that's just really it okay that was a more interesting conversation i think that we went down but it, the wholesaling i think it going not be frowned upon to the way because i mean petco pet smart are trying to increase their keeping of really? that and knowledge so i know the gourmet rodent which is another company very much like the bells mm-hmm Who, I mean, they train, they're trying to get training programs, and I think they do training programs in Petco's or PetSmart's, whatever one they work with. I think it's PetSmart. But they're trying to train the employees to, obviously, they do mostly leopard geckos for them. So they're trying to train the employees to, you know, keep the animals correctly and give out the proper information. So,
1: But is it really, I mean... I feel like you can't fault the Petco people because they're not just keeping reptiles. You know, they're not just dealing with fish. No, fit, you de- have to have
0: a very general so, knowledge. Right.
1: You can't fault them for not knowing. You can't know
0: everything. Lot. If you're going to know every, know the most you can, you have to specialize. Right. And the that's only, just not enough. The food. only
1: way is if Petco, you know, has people that are specific
0: to one department. You know, they have but the even, fish people. even then, you have to be the leopard gecko people because if someone asked me how to keep a leopard gecko – I'd be like, go ask someone else. That is not... (laughs) (laughs) I am no help to you in that department, so...
1: Okay, so yeah, it's just not possible in a store like that that sells such a variety to have enough people who are so knowledgeable.
0: Right, yeah, but... And then they do have now, I believe, they have vet visits like every two weeks to check on their animals or every few weeks, whatever the number is, but they have vets come and check on their animals, but, you know, you still see the picture of someone posts up there and then people rescue them from there and but that's they're just trying. the worst
1: the, the big box stores are trying
0: right and then i mean that's it's just a very important aspect of the that's the only way it's one of the ways you're going to get new blood into the industry mhm if big box stores go away then you know where's that that initial, initial grab right mhm How do they just stumble across it somewhere else? You can't really. But why are there not? Have to be looking. for Why are
1: there not any local pet shops anymore?
0: Because they were just driven out by the big box stores, just like how there's no local supermarkets anymore. Yeah. Like when I lived in Oswego, there was like actual Mm local local supermarkets. And because they didn't seem it feasible to.
1: Now they're trying to do the like local court you know like trader now Joe's everything's is going more local. local right
0: right so i think that even in snakes what goes is you start by going to your big box store and then and you, then you get- go to a boutique just like someone likes fashion they may have seen something that they like at fucking Kohl's,
1: uh-huh. but
0: and then you're like oh that's for the birds i'm gonna go check out this little boutique where someone actually cares about all the little things that they care mm-hmm. about. So you're getting this initial person that says, I just want a snake. And then they start to realize like, first of all, the big box stores pay double since you all know. they're doing is buying from us at this price that we sell and it for have to, to make, the market. Right, they have to make money. They market up like fucking crazy. So they're saying, so your snakes look better. They cost half the price.
1: I'm not going to buy from the next generation. And big you actually give a shit mm-hmm. and
0: you're keeping it correctly and you will give me an experience that, you know, may, will make me successful with the animal if I ask you questions, stuff like that, like the service, everything. Right, right. You're going to go to that breeder. That makes sense. Instead of the big box store again. So there's a need
1: for the big box stores as the way to get people in. It's an entry in a way, yeah. And you just hope that people go to the, you know, the real breeders and after that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just hard i mean how else do you reptile shows are very in inclu- like reclusive inclusive to where it's or not no. exclusive exclusive well or like reclusive in the way that they're in like a small you know you go to the back of the vfw and there's the reptile show it's not really out there as much mm-hmm. do you think
1: reptile shows are declining Or increasing? No,
0: no. They're definitely increasing. The reptile hobby in general is increasing. Okay. So I think that people are just getting first of all, it's much easier to keep reptiles than it was back in the day. And there's much more more captive animals Mm -hmm. than there was before and they're easier to keep now because we have the infrastructure to do so. We have the rack systems, we have the caging, we have the you know, heat pads, we have heat tape, you know, all these things that have made the industry what it is today you know it's all been built off of you know back in even the 90s you know you were having animals with mites on them with all types of issues who weren't feeding well and you know we've done all we can to combat those itch combat those issues Mm -hmm. so um,
1: so it's just a lot easier a lot of the hard work guess and check type stuff has been and, done and everyone's
0: you. done the you know what temperature I keep the, mm-hmm. do i keep this at what humidity you know people have done the hard work already so you know you don't have to go through killing an animal just to find out how it's kept
1: also there's easier access to learn about those things you know yeah
0: so you there's easier access for all the niche markets you know to get into weird stuff because the internet because once you figure out one thing about it You can go and say, holy shit, I'm really into this, and go into a rabbit Mm -hmm. hole and read about it for hours and hours. So I think it's just all, it all comes together to, you know, definitely build the reptile hobby.
1: Do you think that, like, legends in the snake world today are different from legends of the snake world 30 years ago? Like, are they legends for different reasons?
0: Yeah. I mean, there's definitely. And keep in mind that the people back in the 80s, if they're still doing the same things they did in the 80s, that's no bueno. Like, that's <laughs> not cool anymore. I think, it's, I think it's important for the new generation to upgrade what, you know, the standards of keeping and stuff like that. That's why we don't keep our snakes in fish tanks with right, red light right. bulbs on them anymore. But so, I'm
1: saying legend wise, like you said, like Mark Bell's known for like bringing it to the Petco and to the wholesale. Other people, the legends of his time, are they legendary for different things? And people of today are legendary for. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's, because back in the day, it was, can you keep this species? And that All makes right, you-, you got it. You got a little <laughs> popular at then, or if you're like Crutchfield, it's like. Could you go to Australia and smuggle that species? Right. And so that's what made him legendary Legendary. for smuggling. Illegal. (laughs) For smuggling. And then you're the first to keep that species. Okay. A certain status symbol. And then you're the first to breed that species. Holy shit. Like that's top of the top. But nowadays it's more like.
1: What do you you have to do to become legendary today? It just
0: depends on. Everyone's different ideas because people who love Brian Barcheck, there's he's legendary everyone for a in, different but reason, but everyone in the hobby hates him. Mm-hmm. You but know, he's legendary such... to some people. No, absolutely, and that's the thing. Like to most people, he is the watermark now, like the high tide mark, like mm-hmm. where you can get to. But for a much different reason, because he's become successful in other ways than just snake mm-hmm. breeding. But then you have other guys who really now it's about people who specify in one animal and keep on going to the depths and creating new. Of that new. one. Yeah. So it's like Don Soderberg who's making, you know, just crazy looking mm-hmm. corn snakes and all of that. Or the Loves who were, you know, back in the day, they kind of started. Rising in the the corn, they kind of made the whole corn snake keeping what it is today, and breeding and stuff like that. So, what but are
1: the loves legendary? Well, you say, like, what specifically are the loves legendary for?
0: Well, they they were just really into corn snakes and made great corn <laughs> okay. snakes. That's pretty much it. So, I, I and I think today, if you're doing something, you might as well, you know, do your one thing really, really well. Don't try to do everything. Because there's enough people...
1: But I think that's today. That's the new... You know, that's the thought of today. I think 30, 40 years ago, that wouldn't have been the thought. 30, 40
0: years... Well, what the market wanted 30, 40 years ago, or 20 years ago, 10 years ago, was a bunch of different species at your uh table, or else they don't think you're worth anything, or you don't have enough customers to make any money. So, nowadays... Variety is less as of a... Is less of a factor, but... Because the internet allows you to get in the corners of all these little places. Sorry. <laughs> and um, yeah, it allows you to get into all these little corners to where you can reach all the people that like carpet pythons. Mm-hmm. You can like, you can reach all the people that like specific species, subspecies you get to that one of carpet thing. pythons. Mm-hmm. So on the internet, you're allowed to, to specialize. Go much deeper. More. Yeah, you can go much deeper and stay more narrow in your focus which allows you to care for the animals better allows you to breed more consistently and also you know put on or you know move your projects forward because you're focused just on that one thing instead of having your mind in a million different places you can be much more focused with it
1: i wonder if it'll ever switch back
0: it is switching back slowly why because ball pythons are kind of falling out of the money realm Because back in the day, it was you spend $50,000 on a ball python and you're set like you reproduce. You're going to sell forever. (laughs) Six babies for $30,000 the next year. And then you're going to sell and then you're going to cull back three of those Mm. and you're going to produce 20 of them Mm -hmm. for $10,000, $15,000. So you're making money. Mm -hmm. Now, um, there's just so many different morphs out there and stuff like that that. Most of the impressive ones are found already. Really? Okay. So like, you're not gonna get your bright yellow like banana. You can't have that one because it's already around. I mean, things will still pop up, but it's going to be less frequent because the market's so saturated now.
1: So they're having to go back to variety slowly.
0: Yeah, but yeah, because people now people are like, "Ah, I don't know about ball python. Seems unstable. Seems a little expensive to get into, like. But see, I feel like the shows don't show Python, that. No, not yet. The
1: shows haven't caught up to that yet.
0: I that. mean, they do though. Some comparison to where it was before. Okay. Surprisingly, even though I know it's <laughs> terrible now, see? all it is is fucking <laughs> ball pythons. Right. But, but it's slowly getting back to people having more interest in all different things, and also that's up to the people who are producing them to bring people into whatever they're into.
1: What? rephrase that what so it
0: mean? used to be like everyone was marketing for ball pythons okay now i feel like everyone's kind of into their own thing and showing all their own stuff so people who have ball pythons necessarily aren't just ball python people mm-hmm. they're, they're have doing other stuff other stuff yeah
1: okay and it's they're bringing in people to the other stuff that they're interested in
0: right and then i just think that you know and now those rare species are becoming more valuable just because of the rarity even though they may have been around so readily 20 years ago they're now rare again which means they're valuable
1: so then if there's the rare species are valuable why are we switching back to sorry why i need to have my other hand to to talk with my hand hand to do my hand things if those rare species are becoming more valuable why are is the market slowly switching to or like the legend? Why is it becoming more variable if those rare species are becoming more valuable? Does that make sense?
0: (laughs) I think you were just making my point because they're more because people are drawn to the to the rarity thing and to the value thing.
1: Right. So if you have that one species that's super rare and super valuable, why don't you why is it slowly switching to not having to not focusing on that one?
0: No, it's switching back to that rare species oh, yeah. because rarity was created in ball pythons because of the genes. So your rarity was coming in the fact that you only had one chance to hit this. So there's only one of these in the world and then you can breed that and then create something that's even harder to, you know, So you're either not going to have a bunch of them. Yeah. But okay, now the genes are so convoluted and they're all over the place that there's much more and there's a lot of genes that do the same thing. And quite frankly, there's a lot of genes that people sell that are fucking the same shit that's been around if, for a little while. You're pulling this. So <laughs> so it's like now it's becoming way too flooded, a little bit noisy. So that rarity is kind of going away because you're seeing, oh, I've seen the black and yellow before. Um, you know, you can only push the boundaries so far. Right, and to get things. that one, so you know how much different was a pied from everything else when it first started. I don't know. You go, holy fuck! <laughs> it, it's it, I still you went, say you went I, from, hope, yeah, I say you holy still fuck do. today.
1: I'm like, pies are awesome. Yeah,
0: there's not many of those coming out anymore. You know, if something like a pied comes out, that thing's fifty thousand dollars. See, why or, are no they? What. I don't
1: get if they're still if they're so awesome and everyone loves it. Why are they not coming out more? If they're so amazing to look at and stuff
0: they are but the thing you is that they're, they're not yeah but mutations are becoming people are like oh this one keeps a speck on its left eye every breeding we do you know people are just nitpicking and half of them are true half of them aren't what are you looking now at? i did no, i'm just looking at
1: you <laughs> um so people are not making those pies as much anymore
0: no, people are, but that's a the thing. There's so many of them. Oh, okay. There's because supply and demand. Right? <laughs> Business We're cool. gonna go through economics. <laughs> We're gonna go back so to the economics. the supply of pods. Yes. When they first came in the country. Yes. Maybe sold for fifty thousand dollars. There was one of them, right? Mm-hmm. And then they made hats. Mm-hmm. So now there's one visual and know. there's six hats yes. out there. Mm-hmm. So someone's going to want to buy that hat because they want it on that project. To make more visuals later. So yep. So that hat's worth $50,000 because it's the only one. But we've been breeding that for 15 years now. Mm -hmm. And now there's thousands of pieds out there. Mm -hmm. So the demand is not as high as it was because there's 50,000 of them to meet demand. So naturally, they go down in value.
1: And the supply goes down.
0: No, the supply goes up. So the demand and the value goes down.
1: But why are people supplying more if the demand's going down?
0: Because all it's doing is driving price down. It's opening the price point to more people. So now you're able to sell it as a pet for maybe you're selling Not it as like a 50, pet for like two, $200. So a lot more people are willing. That's the reason why you put the price down because a lot more people are willing to spend $200 for a pod. Mm-hmm. Instead of $50,000. God, they're
1: so beautiful. I'd pay so much more for it. but Right. But there's just so many, so. Yeah, so there's people. No, there's no point in paying so much for it. But more. it's the
0: people in the market who know the value. Mm-hmm. And I mean, really, it's just a pyramid scheme, the whole reptile thing.
1: <laughs> How so?
0: Just the more you pay... The more you get out of it, so you buy a fifty thousand dollars snake, you're gonna make money. You're making the money. Someone who buys in at the two hundred dollar level is gonna get smaller return. You're so to what do you have your to way do? Up. What do you have to do to make money? Work up the pyramid mm, keep and buy it. that expensive snake, and then you're feeding off those sorry little fucks before, like you were, like you were, right? And, and then mm-hmm. giving them your little
1: little scrumps. <laughs> well, <or> scraps, <laughs> Can yeah, be your you scraps, your scraps, your
0: scraps for. You know that lower right. price point So if you can work your way up the ladder Then you're doing good
1: Or if you just have a rich uncle in the beginning of it And buy a $50,000 snake
0: Yeah I mean that's <laughs> honest, And it's a sound investment If you have an investor in place Rich uncles All the rich uncles out there But I mean uh, and That's You've seen that a thousand times What? Someone just buying to it at the top? And it works out a couple times. Well, because because no one has that real passion for it, the,
1: the, right? It doesn't usually so it, match. It weeds itself it, out. You anyway. don't usually have high passion and high money, which is weird. Why does it not? You know, why is, are those not a thing? Like right. a lot where the high passion and
0: you're rich. Yeah, I mean, if you're <laughs> thinking, I mean, like Justin Kabelka, obviously, you know, he got a hundred thousand dollars from his uncle. To start his business. I think I know who that is, but I'm not sure. So he got $100,000. But the thing is, he has the vision. He has the marketing know-how. He likes snakes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he just has everything in place to be successful. If he just had the money in mind and no vision. So what he did before anyone was doing it, he's putting out just recessives. Really? So he's working with just recessive because he knows that incomplete dominance... You can produce more so that people supply is going to go up.
1: People will buy those recessives and make their own.
0: But not even really because people are short-sighted. So they will buy a recessive and then lose interest before they even breed it out. Wow. So Incomplete Dominance, you can breed in one season and supply you know the market with 10 more of them or mm-hmm. 5 mm-hmm. more of them. So the fact is that the market goes... The supply goes up faster, so the demand, so, the, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so so the price is naturally going to go down as the supply goes up.
1: Yes. <laughs> I'm saying yes, but I'm so lost. <laughs> I'm
0: so... Yeah, but the thing is, yeah, I mean, there's just going to be, it's harder to make recessives. That's the name of the game, so there's going to be less made.
1: Why is it harder so to, to make re- recessives?
0: Because some people don't take the time to breed hats to hats because
1: they just want to see it
0: because they just want to see it. So they're like, fuck all that work, dude, I got to wait like 10 years to see it. you're not even out. sure. Right. You're, you breed shit.
1: once and you're not sure you might. Yeah. Breed again I want to breed again. this incomplete dominant and, and get, get it out. That I, yeah. Get mm-hmm. it
0: out <laughs> <laughs> and make some money. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to have this Brown looking normal snake. How am I ever going to sell that? Plus like, what do I do with it? I don't want to look at these Brown snakes. So you know that's what people do, well, and that's you don't a short-sighted way. do all
1: heads are brown snakes. It's not. No,
0: yes, all heads are their normals. I'm talking about ball pythons. Oh, so. sorry. Okay. So they're just brown and black. So people don't have the long sightedness.
1: So Justin co how do you say his last name? Kobelka. Kobelka was doing ball pythons. Yes. Oh, okay.
0: But he had the vision to do just recessives because recessives are going to be your most it's going to be your most sustainable market. He was thinking he was thinking Instagram's twenty ending. years ahead.
1: Instead of right now. Instead of, you right. know, looking for a quick <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh <laughs> sorry.
0: Instead of, you know, looking for the, the quick money. Mm-hmm. So he made a very sound business decision in the beginning. But he also to do had what he did.
1: Money given to him.
0: Right. So
1: he wouldn't have been able to do it but but
0: it. not everyone can do it even if they were given that money is what i'm very saying
1: true, very true but why is it that that doesn't have like why also, does he the- put
0: together like pattern mutations and recessive u- mutations that no one thought of and he's like this is going to be awesome like genes that were forgot of and forgotten? he's doing it forgotten forgot of yeah like they were forgotten so mm. so he put those you know things that no one thought of putting together so he has he a vision beyond what other people have is what I'm saying so he does have skill and has all he the had, things that yeah right to he had the happen. things yeah
1: i'm just wondering again why it doesn't happen very often why the people who have the money don't have the passion and the skill why does that happen so much
0: because they're just looking for a return
1: but why i guess i don't know
0: and people tend to think because for whatever reason people that the return happens quickly in reptiles they don't think that just like any other business it may take three to five years to break even to see something Mm -hmm. yeah just like you're starting any other business that's the break even point is usually within like three to five years so you got to be patient and some people who just want money aren't willing don't aren't willing to be patient because they just want money and they want it now so people who are always in search for money tend to you know get in and out really quick Mm -hmm.
1: well good you're not impatient and you have the passion and we're hoping it'll pay off
0: one day well and we're really just going to go heavy on the supply side because we don't want to worry about having to you know produce animals for money because if you're if you're building
1: if you're supplying enough you're going to make the money Meaning like
0: I want to have a multifaceted business. I don't want to have to worry just on breeding reptiles, just on selling reptiles because I'm afraid that in order to make my bills, I will have to make sacrifices in the animals welfare or what you want to go for. Right. Just because of market changes and
1: stuff. You want to still be able to do what you want. I still
0: want to be able to be fair and do everything I can while not solely depending on a sale of a reptile. And while not struggling for, And while not, you know, picking up crumbs. So yeah, and then I mean, it's animals. So if your incubator fucking breaks and the heat goes off, we don't want our whole lose all your clutches. Like to not then you're like wait, (laughs) how am I going to like pay for everything this whole year? That walk-in incubator had all my clutches in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dollar signs going away. I just think that it's smart in any business to. Have your main course, but also have your sides. So mm, Main course. So, or just, uh, you know, you need your bread and butter, but you need, you know, things <laughs> that are going to bring revenue in so that you're not solely dependent. So when something falls through, when something goes wrong, you're not freaking the fuck out.
1: I just like all these food references. And with you that, hungry? I'm hungry. Let's say goodbye.
0: All right. Thank you guys for listening. Um, uh, What else? What do you do? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can catch me on Port City Pythons, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube.
1: And if you take any of his pictures, do not put
0: your watermark. Ask me before you try to steal them. Also, what was I about to say? Um, You can download this. If you are listening, you have downloaded this on SoundCloud, iTunes or Stitcher or whatever app you're using on your phone.
1: No, people are on YouTube and Facebook right now.
0: I know, but what I'm trying to (laughs) say to people who (laughs) downloaded it uh, is you can watch it live at 5 on Tuesdays on YouTube, Facebook, and all that other stuff.
1: Okay, well, someone just joined on Facebook, but we're leaving. So bye. Later.